The following stories that you are about to hear are true as true can be. Viewer discretion is advised. Guests on CUP Tales do not necessarily reflect those of the Lost Souls or the Vibes Broadcast Network. Everybody. This is your host Ben coming to you with some more CUP tales. I have a couple really good stories for you tonight, and these are true stories as far as I know. Um, they are ones that have been shared with me, but man, I hope everyone's doing well during all of this quarantine. I mean, some of it's starting to, uh, you could say, lighten up a little bit, but don't know how much better how much faster it's actually going to get so hopefully you'll enjoy the shows that we have for you here on the vibes broadcast network um i really enjoy working with them and we have so many great people with so many awesome talents but that being said i want to get into a couple stories the first one I had a hard time trying to title it. I've heard this story from multiple people, and I'm going to share in the future um, other aspects of this story because different people have had different, um, how do you say, uh, um, different experiences, but have also seen a lot of the same things in these areas. So tonight I wanted to focus on spirit stories, um, poltergeists, if you will, um, as a part of our um, cryptids, UFOs, and poltergeists tales that we've been having. So this particular story starts out with uh, someone that I know pretty well, and he is um, at work. He's working late one night. Um, he works um, generally in the later evenings, like we're talking like six to six, you know, five to five, you know, like night shifts, 12 hour night shifts. And he's worked with this tow company for a long time, right? So it's winter. And when you live in Utah, especially in Northern and Central Utah, our snowstorms are crazy. And people don't know how to drive in the snow, whether they're coming on I-15 from California or Nevada or Arizona, a lot of people drive our highways um, from warm temperatures, so when they come to um, our weather, our climate, they don't know how to react when they're driving. So anyways, uh, he gets a call, and there is um, someone was driving on the, on the freeway on I-15, and they saw that a car had, someone saw that a car had slid off the, so uh, that person called 911 saying, oh, I saw a car that was slid off, um, couldn't see any passengers, couldn't see anyone in the car, but 
it was dark and they were driving past. And so he, um, th that person calls 911 and then the dispatcher then calls um, one of the wrecking, the tow companies, to come and check it out, find the car, see what's going on. And so um, the tow company gets out there. Um, other people had gone out there and said, well, we, we couldn't see anybody, so just go ahead and um, like see if you can get the car going. If not, we'll go ahead and tow it. Okay, so he drives out one of the other vehicles first because he's thinking, oh, maybe I'll be able to get this going, you know? I'll be able to just help this person and, you know, maybe pull them out. I won't have to tow their car. So he gets there, and he pulls off into the infamous Dog Valley area that we all know and love around here. It's one of the most active areas, I think, in the in all of Utah, in my opinion. it's There's some crazy stuff that happens there. So anyways, he drives down, and he sees this car. And sure enough, um, it's on kind of, I guess you could call it a frontage road. So he's taking the exit off I-15, um, headed east towards our mountain range, and followed the um, frontage road there for a while, and he comes up to this car. And he said it was so weird. Like, I could, he could see where other cars had pulled up, but it was still snowing, and the snow had already filled in any tracks. He said it didn't really look like someone had slid off the road. And so he gets over to the car, and as he's walking around it, and, you know, with his flashlight looking into the car, you know, calling out to see if anyone needs help. Is anyone here? Does anyone need help? And anyways, goes over to the car, keeps walking around the car, and... Then he starts to look around a little further, and behind him he can see the tracks of where like other people had pulled up, but the only footprints that he could see were his. And he couldn't find any other life around him, and so he went back to his car and just to warm up for a few minutes to decide what he was going to do, like maybe he should, you know have the tow truck keep coming out there or maybe they should just leave the vehicle there for the night because there's no occupant and so he's sitting in his car and he's just he can see the lights coming off the freeway and he looks in his mirror and he sees what appears to be a lady in a white dress um, not dressed for the time frame either. This is about 1998-1999 and it was older, almost like a, a nightgown, something that you'd see in a western film of a lady wearing to bed in those times. And so he got out of his car and he you know, went walking over, hey, hey, excuse me. And as he looked around, the direction he was headed, he couldn't see anything anymore. He was like, what? It's like, oh man, you know, it's late. Um, been on nights for a long time. It's winter. He's not getting any sleep anyways because he's constantly going out on these kinds of calls. And so he goes back into his car and he's sitting there and still contemplating, uh, you know, do I get a tow truck? Um, do I just pull this car out? I just, you know, doesn't know what to do because there's no owner there. And sure enough, he looks in his rearview mirror again and... He sees this lady 
same woman, same style of dress, in white, walking towards him. And he watched her in the mirror. And he watched her until she passed his mirror. And as he looked to his left, where she should now be walking again, there is no one there. And at this point, you know, he's, it's late, the, there's, it's non-emergent, he can't find anyone, he can't find any trace of life, and he gets out of there. But I mean, can you blame him? It's just crazy how something like that could even happen. Like, what was, why was she there? What was her name? What happened to her? And this is an area that myself and Randy are considering going on our next investigation. And, you know, check out, maybe set up some static cams. Maybe we need to go there next winter. You know, it's hard to say. Is this a recurring energy? Is this a spirit that is trapped there? Uh, does she just roam this land and this area? So I'm going to call her the Lady in White. Because I don't know her name. I don't yet know her background. But I plan on sharing more stories about her in the future. And also um, what comes of our investigations when we go there. But we'll go ahead and have a little break. And I'll be right back with our next story. that you are about to hear are true as true can be. Viewer discretion is advised. Guests on CUP Tales do not necessarily reflect those of the Lost Souls or the Vibes Broadcast Network. Welcome back from break. Thanks for joining us tonight. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to um, one of the big, big companies that we use, um, Buzzsprout. I mean, they are amazing. They help us so much with our account there. You upload your podcast, your MP3, and they automatically upload it to all other podcast platforms that you can think of. Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Buzzsprout themselves. But there's so many more, and it helps you get reached 
by so many other people. It helps you get your content out there. It helps other people really that want to do podcasts have the ability to. It takes so much stress away and so much time away. You can schedule when you want it to show up. You can upload it. You can have it come up that moment. You can put in your own narratives, your own descriptions. I highly suggest it. So there's our little plug for Buzzsprout tonight. But for our second story, uh, this also comes from someone that I know. Um, I know I'm, I haven't been saying a lot of names um, with our CUP tales just because so many people are private around here. You know, they don't want their their stories and stuff necessarily not told, but they want to stay private. They want to keep their life private. So for that reason, um, some locations will be changed, some names will be changed, and some names just won't be said at all um, for their request. But this next story comes also from... Uh, the mountain range that lies behind us here in Millard County that goes straight through. Um, There are a lot of cowboys, cowgirls here, however you want to say it. There's a lot of people that work cows, um, that stay on the mountains, that really work hard for their keep, and they do it because they love it. And I had family that did it. I still have family today that does it, whether it's uncles or cousins or family. But on this particular day, um, one of my friends was up there with her dad and was helping him guide some cows down off of off of the ridge and through these different areas because um, they basically have to go and help. Um, they graze off the land the cows do and so after they start to graze more and more in one area there's less and less to eat so they have to move them into other areas of the mountain or pasture wherever it is that they're allotted or they're able to go and so my cousin and her family they are always always up there and my friend is always hanging out with them and so she went up there and they're bringing these cows down, and she's going along the side, and one of the cowboys there said, hey, you know, those those ones are getting getting away. Go over there and, you know, wrangle them back, get them back here. And so she rides over and gets the, the cows back where they need to be. And during this space of time, she loses track of where her... Um, her co-workers are, uh, where the other cowboys are, and she looks off, and she sees all these, like, different places and different things, and there's, like, almost like, I wouldn't call it, like, a tent city, like, where you see a lot of homeless people or people that are just traveling, it was, like, little nests made by humans that... They had little tarps and things set up and items that were kind of spread around like all over. They weren't just in one particular section. And she caught up with some of the cowboys after she had ran into some of them. She was like, you know, what's up with these things? And he said, oh, well, you know, those are 
you'll run into those everywhere. Like I've ran into them in countless places. Uh, they look different everywhere. You never know what you're going to run into when you're going to run into it for that matter. And so she just took that as a story, I guess you could say, like, oh, well, he's, he's seen more than I have. You know, I'm, I'm just up here to really help out, just have some fun. And so she goes back to riding. And they keep pushing these cows down the sides where they need to be. And again, she gets separated from some of the other cowboys as she's riding along the sides. And the crazy part now is where she sees someone. And it appears to be a woman, and she's a distance off, quite a ways away. And she calls out to her, because she can't tell who it is. Maybe it's someone she knows, maybe it's someone that's there um, with them working. She can't tell, because they're so far away. And so she starts saying, hey, you know, I'm over here. Do you need anything? Like, where's your horse? And she's just standing there. She can tell it's a woman. She just can't tell who it is, even what she's wearing. And she keeps calling to try and get their attention. Do they need help? And so instead she decides to start riding towards this woman to see what's going on, what she needs help with. And instead of waving at her, this woman and saying oh thank you like I'm over here I need this or I lost my horse you know something that you would expect in that situation instead she starts running towards her at a full sprint and she doesn't know what to do she, just, she stops her horse and she just sits there and she stares and freezes for a moment which I'm sure is the longest moment of your life. And watches as this woman begins to run at her. And then she realizes that she's running on all fours. And when she notices that, she ducks out. She gets out of there as fast as she can. She rides that horse as far as she can, as fast as she can, until she runs into other people. And she starts telling them, like, this is what I saw. This is what just happened. And I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, you don't think anyone's going to believe you after something like that happens to you. You're alone. You don't have anyone to verify your story. And who who's going to believe you at that point? But these cowboys had had similar experiences and they told her okay this is where we're going to go this is what we're going to do and you're going to stay with you know we're going to stay up here in the group we'll take care of the cows but you're going to stay with us and they continued to work throughout that day and they finished their job and they came home Now that's not something that one can even truly comprehend or understand. When things like that happen to you that are so paranormal, so unexplainable, they will bother you. 
you won't know what to do. You sure won't know what to expect. But you also don't know how people are going to respond once you tell them something like that. Just like the story I shared, uh, my own personal story, when I worked for the Forest Service a few episodes back. When I saw that cabin that I had just looked at, that I had just walked around previously to come back down moments later, what felt like moments later, to see what looked like covered in blood on one side, I did the same thing. I got out of there. I left. When I got to my boss, who was mad at me because I was late, I told him what had happened and what I saw. And when we drove back up there on our four-wheelers, it wasn't there. The cabin was there. But there was no evidence there. And that is what I love about the paranormal. As annoying as it is, there's someone right now that's listening that has had that experience. And those are the experiences that I want to share. True stories. True moments in your life that have brought you to that state of what just happened. What can I do? How will anyone ever understand? And if you are there, if you are that person, and you are listening, please, please contact us. Please contact us, because these are the stories that we want to share. The true stories that you have felt, that others have felt, and that you have come to understand as truth, even if you can't explain it to someone that wasn't there. We want to hear that story, and I will share that story, and I will promote it, and I will help get that story out there for you. Remember that we are a family. We are a paranormal family. We love you, we care about all of you, and we appreciate all of our listeners. And we have so much awesome content coming up on Lost Souls, our other podcast. We have Natalie Jones coming up, who is a paranormal navigator, a paranormal author. I have her book. She signed it for me, and it's so awesome. She is such a nice lady woman, whatever, however she would best like to be described. She is a wonderful human being, and we cannot wait to share her interview with all of you. And I also have a wonderful lady named Jillian coming up, who is a practicing gray witch, who's going to help break down the barriers of witchcraft and what people don't really understand. Like, let's break down those barriers, let's learn about her, let's learn about um, their practice, the things that they believe and what they do, and what makes them who they are. So please remember to stay tuned for our both of our podcasts, CUP Tales, Cryptids, UFOs, Poltergeists, and Lost Souls, where we interview lots of awesome people. I've interviewed a couple tarot readers, um, some empaths, um, mediums, people that can really make contact with the other side. And they can tell you those stories that help coincide with that and help you feel 
exactly what they feel, and it's 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 an awesome experience that we are all so grateful to have. Um, so again, remember everybody, you're our family. My name's Ben, the one of the lead investigators of Central Utah Paranormal, with my co-partner Randy. We're going to have him on the show soon too, so we can um, both uh, help all of you get to know us and what we do. But for now, this has been CUP Tales. My name's Ben, and remember, there's no normal like the paranormal. Have a good night. Guests on CUP Tales do not necessarily reflect those of the Lost Souls or the Vibes Broadcast Network. Yeah.